to Teledyne Advanced Chemistry Systems Tech Talk podcast. Our goal is to bring you useful information and offer solutions for your applications and analytical needs. Teledyne Advanced Chemistry Systems represents a group of companies existing of Teledyne Techmar, Teledyne SeaTech, Teledyne Lehman Lab, and Teledyne Hastings. Hello, and welcome to the Tax Talks podcast. I'm Amy Nutter, Technical Product Specialist for the Purge and Trap product line here at Teledyne Techmar. And today we will be discussing troubleshooting tips for when you're dealing with issues such as no response from your analytes, carryover from sample to sample, and contamination of your instruments. So let's get into it. I thought we could start with a little refresher on how Purge and Trap works. So the theory of purging and sweeping the sample with an inert gas called dynamics headspace theory. Sounds simple, but it is a very complex process. Purging a sample to extract analytes is a gas extraction. In purging a sample, the system is no longer at equilibrium. This is because the VOCs that move into the gaseous phase are constantly being removed by the purge gas. Continuously replacing that headspace causes a disequilibrium in that there's always a higher concentration of VOCs in the liquid phase than in the gaseous phase, creating a net movement of VOCs from liquid to gas, extracting the VOCs from the sample more efficiently and improving sensitivity. Then the gas is swept away onto the trap where it's concentrated and released to the GC. So a basic purge and trap consists of five main parts, sparger, flow control, six port valve, analytical trap, and the heated transfer line. The sparger is the glassware on the front of the instrument that receives the liquid sample to be purged. Purging the sample extracts the VOCs, by dispersing that inert gas, like we just talked about, through the sample matrix for preset time and flow. This flow is controlled by a mass flow controller or a pressure regulator that monitors and precisely controls the gas flow rates throughout the entire purge and trap process. From there, the six port valve directs the gas containing the analytes to the analytical trap for concentration. By backflushing carrier gas through the analytical trap, the six-port valve directs the VOCs to the GC for separation and detection. The analytical trap is used to capture and release VOCs swept out of the sample by the purge gas. Trapping the VOCs helps create a smaller band of analytes traveling to the GC column, producing greater signal-to-noise ratios and lower area-to-height ratios, generating sharper peaks and better sensitivity and resolution. Once the VOCs are captured, the trap is heated, causing the VOCs to desorb. Carrier gas is used to desorb the VOCs off the analytical trap and carry them through the heated transfer line to the GC. So when we're trying to troubleshoot, you know, first we wanna find the root cause. We wanna split this into four separate entities. Now I know the Atomics XYZ is a combined purge and trap and auto sampler, but we will talk about you know, issues with both. So there's the detector, the GC, the purge and trap, and the auto sampler. Those are the four entities you wanna you know, split up 
when we're trying to find the root cause when we're troubleshooting. And you always wanna start with your detector and then work your way down to the auto sampler. So if you have a Techmar product, the manual can help and assist you with troubleshooting issues because it has some tips in there. And of course it has flow diagrams and electrical diagrams to help as well. So this can be accessed in the help uh, menu on the main screen of TechLink. So when you start to look into troubleshooting your instruments, we want to examine the facts, we want to use valid reasoning, meaning you want to look at your data and your flow diagrams, get a real feel for what's going on. If you have missing peaks, little to no response, or issues with your internal standard, you know, that will help you identify the root cause of the problem. You know, whether it's coming from the GCMS or on the purge and trap side or the auto sampler side. And of course, quick fixes might burn you in the long run. You wanna avoid those. Also, don't just fix everything all in one go. Try and do one thing at a time so you can really narrow down the issue of what is going on. Uh, so just be patient with your troubleshooting. You know, try to fix it right the first time. It'll save you money and time in the long run. So in order to eliminate the GCMS, it's not necessary to disconnect the purging trap because it is cut into the inlet line, into the carrier gas line. First of all, we want to make sure that the, you know the mass spec is passing BFB tune. If you see poor chromatography with a direct injection, you know that the problem probably lies within the GC, like in the inlet liner or in the column. And once you confirm that it's not the GCMS, you can proceed to the purge and trap. And then in order to eliminate the purge and trap, you know, first thing that we wanna do is you wanna run a leak check. It'll help you identify a leaky valve or a connection that's not leak tight. Also, a benchmark test is nice too, which can help you identify which valve is faulty, but the instrument must be leak tight before running this benchmark, uh, or it'll just, you know, randomly tell you a valve is faulty when it's not, just because maybe it has a leak in that valve, and that is the issue. So we wanna make sure that uh, you also have the correct analytical trap in place. You can tell by the number or letter that's on the nut on the trap, and you just wanna make sure it's the correct trap for the method that you're running. Some traps don't retain and release certain compounds. So if you don't have the correct trap in for the method that you're running, you won't see those compounds in your chromatogram. And in order to eliminate the auto sampler portion, you can manually load your sample into the sparger and then just go from there. So if you have no response, so getting into our first topic here, if you have no response, you want to know if your analytes are getting to the GCMS. You know, is your trap heater reaching the correct temperature set point to desorb 
those analytes off of your trap. Also check the flows because if you don't have the correct flow settings, you know, flowing through your trap, you might not be getting all of the analytes off of the trap with the temperature that it's set to. Next, you wanna check the six port valve. It sits right on top of the instrument, right above the sparger. You wanna make sure that you can hear that valve actuate, turn on and off. Uh, you know that you have power to the valve and it's actually rotating inside if you can hear it moving. It's possible that the six port rotor is installed incorrectly uh, because when the transfer line coming out of the Persian trap, it's a, it's a constant loop that is broken off from the Persian trap to the GC. This is where your inlet flow circulates through your transfer line. And if it happens to be off by 180 degrees in that six port valve, you could see a decrease in the front inlet pressure on your GC. Are your analytes getting off of the trap? You know, is the sample being pulled and being transferred to the sparger? If you don't see the correct amount in the syringe or in the sparger, you know, maybe there's a problem with the, the needle pulling the sample. Uh, sample valves or drain valves could be leaking, could be leaking in the manifold, could be leaking across port um, of the valve and you might not you know, be getting the correct sample recovery. So if you think you're losing sample, this would be a good place to check. You know, do you see bubbles in your sparger? No bubbles in your sparger, do a leak check. Uh, once that passes, make sure your flow is set correctly in your method. Typically, EPA methods have guidelines for this, you know, purge for 11 minutes at 40 mils a minute. That's pretty standard across the US uh, for those methods. You know, if you don't see those bubbles, you want to start to work your way back. Do you have gas coming into your instrument? Have you recently changed a tank? You know, did you accidentally change your regulator pressure gauge? You know, regulators typically are set to 65 to 85 PSI for purge and trap systems and GCMS. You know, if all that is set up correctly, you might wanna check your mass flow controller. You could also look at the status screen for an update on the flow and or you could measure the flow out of the vent on the manifold. You know, either set it in the valves and flows option in tools and then just measure the flow right out of the vent um, if you have a flow meter uh, during per, or you can do this during purge and uh, just make sure it's coming out at 40 mils a minute if that's what it's set to in your method. Talking about our Second topic, carryover. So carryover is not just for your late eluders. It could be for your full target list and contamination, our third topic. Could be anything present in your sample that you're not specifically looking for. In order to track down you know, these, we want to separate out the systems again. We wanna run 
GC only. See what comes up in that chromatogram. So you just set up your schedule, you hit start on the GC, and it will show you if there's any carryover contamination in that GC from what the chromatogram looks like, you know, or what peaks you're seeing. Uh, are they carryover peaks? Are they contamination peaks? Uh, are they causing your results to be more than they should be because they're getting carried over from sample to sample? You know, for the purge and trap, you can go to desorb, which is in your tools menu, and that will preheat the trap and desorb off the trap to the GCMS. You know, to see if there's anything that is just sticking around in that trap longer than it should. You know, half, you have to make sure that your temperatures are getting to set point. If not, uh, you might not be getting everything off of the trap that you need to be. And that could be why it's getting carried over. Also make sure that your bake temperatures and flows are set correctly as well. Bake is a very important step for cleanup in, in our system and preventing carryover from sample to sample. Make sure that your hot water and methanol rinses are working correctly as well. You want those at, uh, especially the hot water at 90 degrees C, running through your sample pathway to clean it up. You know, make sure that you're pushing enough through the system to properly clean up between samples. You know, if you have a 25 mil sample purge, you want at least 25 mils of hot water, preferably 27, I think that's the default, in the sparger to help clean it up. And you can set multiple rinses if needed. It's optional in the Atomics XYZ to do a methanol rinse as well. It can rinse the entire sample pathway from needle to sparger if needed. So if you're having carryover issues uh, with the full target list, you could have a faulty EPC on the GCMS on the purge and trap side. If a valve is leaking, it could be leaking to a part of the instrument that is not going to be used until you know the next sample, and that's how it could be getting carried over into the next sample because you know what was leaked is now being swept into the next sample. You want to make sure that all of your temperatures on your status screen are getting to their set point. You know, you could have a faulty trap heater, not getting all of the analytes off the trap and not getting enough, getting hot enough to bake out. You know, that could be causing your carryover from sample to sample. Also, the sample could not be draining entirely from the sparger. You know, if that drain line isn't all the way down to the frit, it could not be draining properly and leaving you know, some sample in there for the next run. So you wanna make sure that drain line is all the way down, basically touching that frit if you have a fritted sparger to make sure it is properly cleaning up that sparger between samples. Also, your glassware could be dirty or not getting rinsed correctly. You know, if you have an Atomics XYZ, one very nice troubleshooting feature that you know might not occur to you that you might not be thinking about is that you can compare 
a soil sample with a water sample. So these pathways are pretty independent of each other. You know, therefore, if one has the carryover and the other one doesn't, then that really narrows down where your problem is in the sample pathway. You know, for example, if you see carryover in the water sample and not in the soil sample, the carryover might be in the glassware. Yeah, because our soil samples are purged within the vial. You know, if it's in the soil sample and not in the water sample, then your contamination or your carryover, it could be in that soil valve needle or in the soil sample lines. You know, make sure the hot water rinse or rinses are hot enough. And you can tell um, on the status screen, it should be updating the temperature. You know, internal standard valve could be leaking across the port and it could be pushing sample back into the internal standard vessel. So every time you add internal standard into your sample, it could be adding that full list of compounds just to carry over into the next sample. And then for carryover of our late eluders, you could have a cold spot in the inlet. You know, compounds could gather there and just sit there and just keep getting carried over from sample to sample. A not enough bake time, you know, you might need a longer bake to clean out that system entirely. Um, that can be optimized with a carryover study. So just by trying a range of bake times and comparing them, see what works best for your method, for your samples. You know, maybe you need more bake rinses. Uh, the sample needle might not be getting cleaned properly. So you wanna make sure that the bake rinses are being transferred over to the purge and trap and, you know, getting cleaned. And like I've mentioned before, the Atomics XYZ is able to rinse that sample pathway with 90 degree water to remove contamination. And as an option, it can also use methanol to rinse the entire pathway, which includes the syringe, associated transfer lines and valves, the sparger, and the three-stage needle and you can vary the volume and the number of rinses that you do as well. So I really hope that these tips have helped a little bit with troubleshooting uh, your instruments, troubleshooting your no response, your carryover, your contamination of your analysis. I wanna thank you for taking the time to join me today. You know, please check out our website for all of our latest application notes and to visit our online store. And you can also follow us on social media. Thanks, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Tax Tech Talk podcast. For more information about our products and the solutions we offer, please visit www.teledyneacs.com. If you like this podcast, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing this show. That way you'll never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.